Comprehension skills versus application skills. What's the difference within these two skill sets and the five stages of development that make them up? We're going to be discussing this as it relates to education and in business so you can ultimately become a little bit better leader. The goal is to show you these differences and how to identify them, not just within yourself, but also within others so that you can use this as a business resource to discover your weaknesses in English, your weaknesses in business, and as it relates to any learning process, because ultimately speaking, once you can identify yourself within this process, it'll be very easy to identify that in others so you can start making these educated decisions. But first, the intro. Welcome language professionals. My name is Dominic Chase and I'm a business English coach with seven years experience on the Polish market. The goal of this podcast is to help non-native English speaking business professionals develop their business personality in English. All the podcasts will cover business concepts, educational theories, and business English coaching advice that will be supported by five types of examples. Simple examples, real world examples, extreme business and or personal examples so you can see how much range you have in the language. Each podcast contains business vocabulary sayings, phrasal verbs, general vocabulary specific to that topic to help you grow a little bit more in the language. You can also get access to that vocabulary by signing up to the Bespoke Business English website for free and going to the podcast page to download that specific vocabulary. If you choose to follow us on LinkedIn, links in the description, you'll see videos explaining specific grammatical elements that you can use to get the business advantage in English. So if you're ready to start to develop your business personality in English, your growth starts now. So first things first, I want to thank you guys for the support. I want to thank you guys for being consequent in your language growth and all the support that you've been given to, to me and uh, our community because we're building this community together. Our LinkedIn group is now at 16,500. We still have a few days left in this month and hopefully by the end of April we'll be at 18,000. With your support, definitely we will. So jump on over there and... Um, you know, uh, send an invite to a friend, get them in the a part of the community, post something in the group um, that meets your business needs. And so let's, uh, you know, do this together. We're all in this together and um, you're supporting me and I want to support you. So if there's something that I can do to be of more value to you, in addition to the podcast and the, the, the free content that I'm pumping out, I definitely want to be able to do that for you. So get on over there and, and, and get a part of that uh, community so that you can get some more value over there. Uh, this podcast is going to be broken down into four different arguments. So it's going to be four different sections. So if you want to do this podcast in bunches or in sections, you'll know that there'll be a break uh, at the end of each section. So you can uh, uh, time it accordingly, um, you know, and, and, you know, make sure that you are in a good place to uh, consume the content. And so first section is going to be a little bit of an overview of what we're talking about and how it relates to business and in growth. Um, specifically, we're going to be talking about the stages of reading development and relating that to business because there's a direct correlation and correlation is just means that it's a, a connection or, or you can see the similarities between these two. And in education, we must learn about the stages of reading development. There are five of those. And we're going to relate that to not just your reading development, but also your business development. And there's lots of other types of development. There's educational development and psychological development and so on and so on and so on. But um, that's not a podcast for today. Um, we're going to be getting into that because I, uh, as a, from the business perspective, we can 
all say, and we, we understand this, that uh, stage one of of anything in, in business development, stage one is going to be understanding, uh, stage two is going to be systematizing, and uh, stage three is going to be expanding. And that's a rough uh, a sort of compartmentalization, compartmentalizes ultimately just putting it in boxes. Um, but ultimately, we can uh, relate this stages of reading development to your business growth. Um, and that's going to help you be uh, a better learner. It's going to help you see yourself a little bit more accurately and see others a little bit more accurately. So when you task one of your team members or when you get demotivated or whatever the case may be, you'll be able to take perspective, to take a step back and understand where you are in your journey, in your language journey, in your business journey, so that uh, you can have clarity. And we all want to have clarity. And if you don't understand clarity, it just simply means to see things um, with a full perspective. And what I say today, you're going to feel some of this, but not all of this. And as I go deeper into the podcast, it'll uh, everything will become a little bit more clear to you. Uh, lots of people don't understand this as something specific to education. And I would even say that there are people who are, you know, minus one level who don't have a full uh, understanding of this. But it's something that we can all feel. And as we go through and I give you these examples, you'll be able to uh, uh, have that perspective and that clarity. So uh, let's get into it and uh, get that growth. Yeah. Um, so first things first, let's ask ourselves some questions so that we can... Um, sort of compartmentalize or, or, or just, um, you know, allocate different individuals to different groups. So uh, we know who is who and who is doing what and who is in which stage of, of their development in this area. So first things first, question, who do you know who is absorbing knowledge? And so that's that's going to be your, your stage zero um, to help you understand uh, in your reading development and in your business. So who's absorbing knowledge? And let's take another, let's take a, a, a big step back. What's shocking to you? What is something that, you know, maybe you heard opera or, uh, um, you know, in Latin for the first time and you didn't understand any of it. Just the first time you saw an opera, it was just shocking to you. Or perhaps you, ha perhaps you had a culture shock in some you know, a uh, destination for your holiday or you met something or someone that just completely had you lost. If, if you've had that, that would put you in that first um, stage of development in um, this context, whatever that context may be. Perhaps you have been getting into cosmology. Yes, I've been getting into cosmology uh, at one point, I was in this zero stage. I knew nothing about it. I heard about the Higgs boson and something about gravitational waves, and I didn't understand any of it. And I simply put, was I got upset hearing about gravitational waves and not understanding. That just gave me the realization that I was in this stage zero. But you know some people who are, who are learning. Who are these people in your company who are consuming knowledge, who are taking in information, who are just still you know, eating and eating and eating and eating information about different departments or how to conduct certain activities. Uh, you know these people, and these are definitely the people who uh, were not giving management positions. And of course, why would we give them management positions in the context of them consuming information? Um, simply put, they're just not in a position to do that. 
And also, let's be fair. I mean, we've all had this. No one, no one wants a dumb boss. I, I believe that's a fair statement. I think that we've all been in some situation where we've had someone of authority above us and they didn't know what they were doing as much as we did. Yes, or we do. We, maybe we're in that situation right now. And we will be in such a situation where we may have a boss and they may be a great leader, but then they come down to the to the normal people level and when they're standing next to us, you know, they have no clue about, you know, how to, this 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 product works or how this uh, technology works. They just simply put, they may be a great leader. They may have some uh, on the business skills, but as far as being in the business, they have none of those skills. And if you don't understand on the business versus in the business, I believe I mentioned that in a previous podcast, just in case in the business is that day-to-day work and on the business is, is making something uh, grow. It's, it's You're developing it um, to be better. Yeah, this is something uh, uh, that's an innovation. And let's say we look at this in a little bit smaller context. Let's say we're in a small company, you know, we're a team of five. And ha- having a boss in a team of five, and this person doesn't know the ins and outs, aka the... Uh, the minor details, the way every little uh, piece of something works, the ins and outs, um, just the whole system of, of how the process works. Um, you know, in a team of five, we don't want a boss who, who doesn't understand the processes, regardless of, of who they are or how much money they've put into this company or, or what they've done. Uh, as a normal employee, we wouldn't want to you know, follow this person. And in the same respect, if you're a person who is in the process of absorbing knowledge in a company because you don't know these things, you're just not simple. Simply put, you're not in a position to ask for a promotion or a raise because simply put, you're you're consuming information. You're, you are a worker. You have um, some assets because you know maybe you do some 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 labor or you perform some function or you provide some service of some capacity but you're still learning and and in that you know it's the same as a child in this early stages of, of reading development they're just learning words and so maybe you're in that stage where you're still consuming you're still learning some vocabulary as it relates to reading in the uh, stages of reading development and in that first stage of reading development it's really the you know you're accumulating what we would say is about 600 words um, and that could be related to business I mean let's say that there's an a finite amount of knowledge to be learned in one specific area because it just simply put there's there's no more to grow in this area to the best of our knowledge and we'll get to that later um, you know, but it's a finite amount. And technically speaking, uh, every day there's a finite amount of words in English, but that grows daily. Uh, for example, Google. Google didn't exist, you know, 50 years ago, but now it's it's an everyday part of our vocabulary. Google it. Yes. And Google is a proper noun. Forgive me. I'm a teacher. Let's talk about grammar. Uh, Google is a proper noun, but we also use it as a verb. Yes. And so maybe one day we'll start saying Amazon it yes, instead of Googling it. Yes? And what does that mean to Amazon something? I don't know. It hasn't been created yet. No one uses that. But at one point, no one used Google and no one even knew Google's name at one point. I mean, it's everyday common knowledge now, ABC company. But at, the, at one point, when you heard the word Google, 
back in the Yahoo days or uh, AOL online days for, for those of us who have a few years uh, behind us, um, you know, it was new language or, or the idea of the internet. You know, we still have some people in our lives, our family members who haven't grown enough um, to, you know, have strong skill sets in the area of using the internet, uh, they're dumbfounded by this. And what does that mean to be dumbfounded? Dumbfounded means that it's just, they're simply shocked. They, they you know, you hear these people who are these flat worlders. Yeah, it's like, what? The, the world is round no way. This is impossible. You know, it's, it's they're, they're dumbfounded when they um, realize that the, the world is round or vice versa. Um, is 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 new knowledge and and we're growing, but let's let's keep going forward, yeah. Um, so one, we have the the stage of someone just learning information, and but it's also well, let's let's go a little bit deeper. Well, who around you is not just learning, but they're learning across the board, and across the board means um, in all these different areas. And so let's say we have one company, we have the marketing department, the sales department, IT, so on, so on, and so on, and maybe they know what they're learning some words in this one area. So let's say they're learning the sales words, but they don't know the HR words. And so, but this person wants to learn these HR words. And so uh, we can see that they're learning across the board They're learning in all these different areas. And that's also gonna give us some information to help identify them because ask yourself, where's the area in which you've learned across the board? Um, I wouldn't say that I've learned everything about cosmology or about comic books or even about making podcasts. I'm still trying to figure out some of the marketing, and that's why I'm relying on the word of mouth and the support and the shares. And I thank you guys again for that. Um, you know, but I'm still learning in that area. So I can't teach you about marketing for podcasts because simply put, I just haven't consumed enough information across all these different areas to then say that I can teach you about how to grow your podcast. I can't do that, but I can teach you how to grow your language skills, how to grow your perception in business as it relates to education. Um, and that's okay. It's just part of the journey. Uh, but just understand where you are in your journey. Yes. And so in this area, maybe you're into dancing. And so you've learned some dance move for salsa and merengue and bachata, you know, but you just haven't gotten to tango yet. And so doesn't mean you're not a, a dancer. You are a dancer. You're just still in the learning process. Um, and let's, let's think about that, about the people in your company. You know, we know who serves a purpose, who is just, you know, who, who's learning in general. But then we also can recognize those individuals who's, who are learning in different areas. And don't be demoralized by that. Uh, demoralized means to have negative feelings about something or to have some demotivation um, but don't be demoralized if you're learning across the board or you're learning across the area. It's okay. It's a normal process of education, regardless if we're talking business or reading or education in general of any topic. Um, but also there's a positive side to that. Um, the, the, the people who have reached these higher levels of, of development in this area, they want to see these people. We we identify with them whenever you someone is above us who you know is a good leader will see that this person has an interest in growing across the board and they want to watch they want to see what happens they want to take bets on you uh, i imagine there's a few bets riding on me of if i'll be successful or not or how successful and what that case may be um i do believe that i have a number of individuals trying to 
uh, helped me in that, and I'm appreciative of that. Uh, I apologize for keep saying that, but I, I feel what I feel, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Um, you know, but also I know they want to watch and that's why I got to get this podcast done and, and, and be productive because I gotta, I gotta earn it. I gotta deserve it and I gotta, um, make it happen. And also, you know, learning across the the, the board, keep in mind, they're going to see you as a dabbler. Uh, a dabbler is a person who's just into a bunch of different things. And I am a dabbler. Uh, I dabble in, in, you know, podcasts. I dabble in, um, you know, comic books, I dabble in uh, airsoft, I dabble in a number of different things, and that's okay, and a dabbler, you know, maybe a good word for my Polish listeners, because again, this is geared towards the Polish market mainly, and I'd still appreciate my Bulgarian, and I believe there's someone also listening in Belize, <laughs> um, if I remember looking at the analytics correctly, uh, definitely there's a couple people in the States, uh, thank you, Chris, <laughs> um, you know, and there's something called a, a jack of all trades. And, and so for uh, my Polish natives, we have a Zwati Rączka. Yes? And so the translation for that in English is a handyman, you know, but it's a little bit better term would be a jack of all trades. Just someone who's into a number of different topics, a number of different areas. Um, so if you have someone in your company who has a number of different skill sets, you can say that he's a jack of all trades or she's a jack of all trades. Um, but don't be, don't feel demoralized if you're a jack of all trades or if you're a dabbler uh, it's a process and in that process uh, you're going to get better and it's 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 you know it's it's fun to watch and it's fun to to get on the other side and enjoy the journey for sure and once you've gone through that journey you'll start to get what we call in english uh some notches on your belt and so what does that mean a notch on your belt is simply your successes how many wins do you have? You know, what's your war record? You know, um, in one of my previous podcasts, I would use the term, the, the exact numbers that Gary V used, 87 and 0 or 100 and 0, just simply put means a flawless record. Flawless meaning that you have no losses. Um, it's not about having losses. That's irrelevant. It's just about the wins. And so maybe you have 27 losses, but you have 14 wins. And so those 14 wins are the notches on your belt that you learned everything you need to know about the HR department, you learned everything you need to know about the sales department, and you learned everything you needed to know um, about the IT department, but there are still other areas in which you uh, haven't gotten that notch on your belt yet, and that's okay. Your war record is what your war record is. That said, I mean, this is the price of wisdom. We, we look to people who have accomplishments, who have learned things, who have done things, and we hold them in high regard. We think of, we think highly of them because of this wisdom that they've attained, but they attain that wisdom by making mistakes, by moving forward, by not allowing their failures to slow them down. And so what's your war record? You know, which, which areas, you know, maybe you know everything there is about, you know, the Fantastic Four. Maybe you know everything there is about pit bulls, but not pugs. You know, I don't know which area of development in your personal life is important to you, but they're notches on your belt. And so which ones do you have and where do you really need to go with that and relative to where you want to go? I don't know if you only want to learn about this one type of dog or this one type of um, business solution. But if you want to be the CEO and be respected and followed or, or, you know, whatever level of whatever project you're working on or in, 
which successes do you have? And is it enough for those under you or beside you or before you, whatever the case may be, to, to follow that? Yes, because again, we don't want a dumb boss. But the next stage, which, is, which would be stage four, which question can we ask ourselves? Well, we can ask the question of, well, do they know who they are? Well, let me ask you a question. Do you know who you are? Yes, I mean, maybe you like technology, but do you know the specific area of technology? I mean, you hardware, you software. I mean, do you want to be technology, but sales or management? Yeah, yes, you like technology, but, but what? You know, or maybe you like wine. Yes, I mean, you like the different types of wine, berries, you know, grown in one region versus another. Because, you know, in this, this stage, you start to decide on who you are. Because now you, you know, we, if we go back through this process, you didn't know or you hadn't known, you know, anything. And then you started consuming this information in one area. And then you started consuming information across different areas. And now that you've consumed this information across different areas, uh, you have some wins because people have trusted you or, or you've... Um, you know, made some efforts on your own to get some development in this area. You got those notches under your belt. And now that you got those notches under your belt and you have that knowledge, you have that wisdom, you get you get to start, start to decide on who you are, or who you want to be. I mean, do you want to be a consumer? Or do you want to be a, a rather a connoisseur? Yes. Do you want to be a connoisseur of this information of in this area or do you want to be an innovator? And it's okay. You don't have to decide yet. That's for stage five. But for stage four, this is going to be that moment. That moment of you deciding if you want to be an expert, you know, or an innovator. And that's a very um, exciting part of your development in any area, regardless if that's reading or business or, you know, whatever a development you're getting in your personal life or you know whatever the context is that you're comparing this to that said when we think about these individuals one way to identify them is to ask the question can you tell them or do you have to show them and that's going to be the difference it's going to be about that person so for me let's say someone wants to say something about grammar it's, it's where I have a, a, a high level of skill set. Uh, I'm more than a connoisseur. Yes? I'm, I'm an innovator. I mean, if someone says something to me about the language, if they try to tell me something, oh, no, 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 you got to give me an example. You got to give me some proof. I want it. The proof is in the pudding. Yes? That's a very common saying in American English. The proof is in the pudding, which means that don't just tell me about it. Show me. Make me see it, make me understand, because that is my standard. And that's the beautiful part, because you start to get your standards. And that's going to lead us further into to stage five, for, as it relates to business, that in stage five, you get to be 100% of who you want to be. This is that self-actualization stage that Maslow has, has talked about, you know. Um, do they want to do business like us? Well, when I think about... Um, language, is there something more? Is there something innovative? Can I create something? Can I go one level further? And that's where I am. I'm in that stage of going further with the language, teaching people how the language feels. You know, how, how what, what does a word do to a person emotionally? 
because that's something of value to us, you know, in, in, in business and in life. We don't want to miscommunicate in our personal lives nor in business. You know, maybe we're talking to someone to uh, of whom we care nothing for or whatever the case may be. And that's irrelevant, but I imagine you must have someone that you sit across from or someone that you sit beside where you do care what they think. You do care about the, the language that you use or the perspective that you give off in this situation. And so... You know, that stage five, when we think about going further of innovating and uh, doing more, we've already established our standards of where we want to be and how we want to be. But we're also very picky. You know, we get to be picky because in that we become the alpha. And you understand that. The idea that when someone has learned what they needed to learn, they've learned across the board They've gotten their wins, they've gotten their notches, as they have their war record, and we know that we can't bullshit this person because we must show them what we need to show them, and they're the leader. They are making the decisions. You're making the decisions in that area, maybe not in the language, but in your area of business or personal development. I don't know what you're into. Maybe you're into birds, you know, and there's no one on this planet that can tell you anything about birds because you know everything there is to know about birds. So now that we have a rough idea of how this relates to business, we can now get a little bit deeper into the specifics of comprehension skills versus application skills. And again, we can separate this into two parts. Um, we can say that part one is done now and we're going to be moving forward into part two. Um, or argument two, section two, or whatever we're calling this, of uh, specifically comprehension skills of, of understanding. Um, and so uh, let me tell you something that uh, people say to me uh, as, a, as a language learner. You know, people would always say, I know more than I speak. Okay, well, let's break that down for a minute. And if you've listened to my podcast, if you've gotten this deep into... Um, what I'm doing and you've gone through the, the previous podcast, you understand who and how and, you know, I can be. And so let me give you a very real world example. OK, if you tell me that you understand more, you know, you, you, you take in more information than you put out. OK, well, you also consume more food than you poop. So that speaks nothing at all. To, to the content that's coming out of you, yes? And I that's a very extreme example. And I apologize for the graphic nature, but as a teacher, I must give you some uh, something to associate to this idea so you don't forget it. And just, that's it's clear. Stop telling people that you understand more than you speak because that's true of everyone in everything of every area. So... When you say that to a person who understands the developmental stages of learners, the developmental stages of, of growing as a person, saying that you consume more information and hearing that, yeah, you may understand that. You may pick it up through context clues. And again, we're talking about this from the perspective of the five stages of reading development. But let's be fair. We're adults. Yes, we're no longer and the ages between zero and six, because those 600 words in the early stages of, of, of reading development from zero to six, we're only consuming words. And so, but we're adults. And so we've learned to pick up things through context clues. And so, yeah, you have a little bit of an advantage because 
you're you're in the later stages of develop of, of psychological development and so on and all these other different areas and you're not a baby it's it's you know it's not the first time you've heard this word and it's you can remember it it's it's it you've heard it before or you've seen something about an article about this topic or whatever the case may be something relative and you can pick something up in the context regardless of that it doesn't mean that you're any better off and if you if you're thinking oh no dom that's not true you're in denial you're in denial and hopefully by the end of this podcast you'll see that once we get through because right now we're talking about stage zero and stage zero is this um 600 words if we're talking about reading or let's say relatively speaking to whatever area of of business or personal development you're in there's a stage zero and it's there's a percentage and in the english language if we refer to one of the bbc news articles that was published i don't know i think this was a few years ago maybe two or three years ago um they quoted uh oxford dictionary and in Oxford Dictionary, um, based on this BBC News article, there are 171,146 words, of which 47,156 are obsolete. And obsolete means they're old, we don't use them anymore. Um, but that's a, there's still a percentage. And let's say we have an area... You know, let's say there's, uh, let's make a round number. That's just to make it a lot simpler. Let's say 200,000. Well, you do the math. What's 600 of 200,000? And that's that percentage that the learners from the period of zero to six, the ages of zero to six, where they're consuming that information. And for any new employee, any new intern, any new individual in life, there's this period of acclimation of, of gaining some information, of consuming some knowledge. And that's okay because sometimes things are shocking. Some things are new. This is, you're, you're being dumbfounded by this and that's stage zero. Um, and that's okay, but that's also relatable to business because we do have entry-level employees. We're, I mean, we all have been entry-level employees. There's no way to go to the top unless you were just born at the top. Um, you know, unless you're Prince William, you know, uh, I don't think uh, any of us can can really say that, you know, and we can also break down this, this stage zero uh, a, a little bit more or let's say stage one. Yes, um, it's a bit of an in-between stage, you know, and I'll give you another example in, in for, for the Polish um, in Polish. We there's the word uwaga and for my non uh, native Polish speakers, it's, it's a word that one meeting is is to is warning um but there's so many different variations of that um, I, I forgive me my polish isn't fluent by any means i'm definitely in the stage one of of my development in uh polish but there's something like i don't remember the number i believe it's either 17 or like 27 different usages of the word uwaga and so for me as a non-native polish speaker i mean how can I ever truly understand all the usage of that word, you know? But that's the great part about being in this stage zero to, to, to one, let's say, because, I, you know, you have to decide, do you really need that? I mean, do you really want that? I mean, how much growth do you want with the language? 
If you say you want more, then you got to keep going. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep fighting. But in that stage zero, maybe you hear some word and you don't want that word. So, you know, fuck it, whatever, you know, forget about it. Or maybe you hear about that type of bird and you're like, ah, that bird is ugly. I don't want to learn that, you know, or maybe you get into cosmology. You don't care at the fact that Beetlejuice may go supernova or black hole, you know, I mean, that's irrelevant to you. Maybe you're in stage zero where you're like Beetlejuice. What is that? Was a movie, wasn't it? It was a movie. Yes, but it's also the closest star to us. Excuse me, well, sun. Yes, it's the closest star to us. Um, you know, and it just decreased in in brightness by thirty three percent, and that's significant. You know, and if you don't know, currently speaking, yes, we're in COVID times, but we're also in the golden age of cosmology. Um, but maybe you don't want to learn about that and that's okay. Don't worry. Um, but in this stage, you get to decide on what you want to learn about and what you don't. But nonetheless, this is new information that you can't avoid because you're living in a life, you're living a life in a world where information just, it just comes to us. And so we're going to hear that shocking and that new and that different information and, uh, being in this in, in entry stage and being in this, uh, in between stage, um, you're going to have the choice to make if you want to learn this or not. For example, in business, do you want to learn the difference between to agree with, agree to, and agree on? That is very significant. But maybe you're an entry-level employee and you don't care. You know, you said yes. What does it matter? Fuck it. Oh, that's a perspective you can take. You have to choose who you want to be in a language. You have to choose who you want to be in business. And you have to choose who you want to be as an individual. And if you don't want to know or... You want to open yourself up to walking into a meeting and not make that distinction. That is completely up to you, but that keeps you in this non-leadership position. So let's say you are in that full-fledged first stage. Yes, Let's say you've consumed those quote-unquote 600 words or those 600 whatever percentage points of your business skills in this area. And so as it relates to language, you have to ask yourself a question. Are you using baby language? Yeah. Is, is this baby language that's coming out of you? Is it, are these words simple? Or are you using words like uh, compartmentalize, uh, uh, systematize, or, um, I don't know, analytical, whatever. Any, any of these what we call big words in the language, are you using those? But if you don't want to, that's okay too. But if you do want to, then you being in stage one and not knowing them, that my friends, is the, the origin of your lack of confidence because you know you don't know something, but you don't know what you don't know. And no one can. You, I mean, we, we, live in we live in an observable universe. Well, what does that mean? That means that there's limitations. There's an event horizon. There's a point in which we can't see beyond. And that's no different from life. If we go to any place, any de go to a desert or an ocean, there's a limit to how far we can see. In the same respect, in business, we have limitations. And the person who is still figuring out, you know, the, the duties of an intern, you know, their, their event horizon is rather small. And that is going to keep you in this area where you are. But you don't have to. You have holes in your language skills. You have holes in your, you know business abilities, you have holes in this personal development you're in, but you don't have to. 
you get to decide on uh, where enough is enough. I mean, your mistakes are going to be visible in the language. Your, your mistakes are going to be visible in, in business. Your uh, lack of knowledge, lack means that you don't have something. Your lack of knowledge is going to be visible in this area of personal development when you choose to go and talk to someone about cosmology. And then they say the word Beetlejuice and you're like, you mean that movie? <laughs> you know, uh, and they'll see you how they see you. And I'm sure you can understand that and um, decide on how you want to do or be in that situation. Um, that's completely up to you, uh, but you get to make that choice. But now we can talk about stage two and uh, stage two is where you start to use uh, your application skills. I mean, this is where it comes in. And I don't want you to think that it's just a, a, a finite concrete limit saying that this is this and at this age this is this is there's typical or you know what's common or what's normal or you know I hate the word normal but you know it's a word that we've all agreed upon to use but your application skills start now and as it relates to business I mean these are going to be the people that we say oh he has potential oh she has potential yes? and you know these people you're like oh you see him he's doing something over there yes um, are they making mistakes? Yeah, sure, but they're trying. Um, they're 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 trying to figure it out. And in that, as a language learner, you're gonna make lots of mistakes. You're gonna fail. You know, uh, um, you know. But it's all part of the journey. You gotta let people see that see those mistakes because we say in business you must test. You must test. You want you want to run some SEO? Test it. You want to run an ad? Test it. You want to create a new product? Test it. Test, test, test. That's no no less true for the language that's no less true for your personal development that's no less true for your business development you must test and you got to make mistakes and you got to let people feel your mistakes but what you can do is you can control the narrative you can go and sit again when when covid permitted you know uh once we're out of all this you know go sit at the hilton you know go go sit at the marriott you know pick a hotel that's near you and we'll sit at the bar and talk to someone and just talk. And when they look at you crazy because you've made a mistake, just write it down. You know, fuck that person. And, you know, you'll never see him again anyway. It doesn't matter. But you got to make your mistakes because that is the road to wisdom and language and personal development and in business. Because this is how we work as individuals. It's, it's, it's human nature. It's, it's the way we have evolved and developed to learn, you know, make a mistake and see what works up to a point where you become the leader and then you start innovating, you know, but let's stay where we are uh, in this context and in stage two where we're starting to use these application skills, which typically happens for in, in reading uh, at the ages of seven and eight, you know, stage one is um, really, uh, uh, you know, the ages of six to seven and, uh, stage zero is going to be from being born to, to age six. Again, we're talking about the language and we're adults. And so we can't say that, oh, you need six years to learn 600 words. It's obviously not true, but in stage two, nonetheless, you know, we can see that these people have potential and you can't have potential without making mistakes. It's, 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 you know, um, a non-negotiable part of learning. So I encourage you to make mistakes. I encourage you to take risks. I encourage you to be creative with the language. And as I've related this to uh, my Polish skills, I'll even give you a little personal example. 
um, you know, I was uh, with some um, uh, people um, who speak Polish and English, and again, my Polish is uh, rather bad. <laughs> um, uh, and in that, we uh, uh, were hanging out in a room. And for those of you who speak English and Polish, I mean, you're going to really get the value. Uh, I apologize to my Bulgarian listener. <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, you need to speak a little bit of Polish and a little bit of English to get this. Um, you know, but this one person in the room used the word Chernego. And so if you don't speak any Polish, you have no idea what that means. Uh, for my Polish natives, they know that that means not black. In this context, you know, everyone knew in the room that I don't speak Polish well or I hadn't spoke, spoken Polish as well as I do now, which is still not very much, but let's, you know, show you the, the risks that I was taking in the language. And when this person said the word Charnego, I screamed, what did she call me? <laughs> you know? And, you know, everyone laughed except the person who said the word Charnego, <laughs> thinking that she said something wrong. Um, but Charnego just means not black, you know, but you can uh, hypothesize or, or you can make an educated guess of, you know, which kind of joke I was making. Um, I'm, a, I'm a person of color, you know, if, if you don't know that, if you listen and haven't seen a, a photo of me. Um, and everyone laughed, but that was me, you know, you know, showing that I, I understood, you know, I didn't understand that she was saying that the sweater wasn't, wasn't black or not the black sweater. I forget exactly, you know, um, what it was, but we were talking about it when it was a sweater, you know, um, I don't know what else she was saying about the, the sweater. Cause I didn't get, get any of that, but I was able to pick up that context clue Charnego, you know, not black. And I knew the word sweater. So I knew where that was. I knew it had nothing to do with me and my, uh, the complexion of my skin or anything like that. Um, but I played with the language a little bit and I made a joke and we had fun and that was a, a, a good moment. Um, you know, but I took that risk because I could have made a mistake. I could have, you know, she could have said Charnego and that was actually, you know, absolutely nothing to do, uh, with the color black. When we move forward to stage three, we get to distinguish between um, the listeners and the seekers, as I like to say, you know, and the listeners are going to be these okay people. And you, and you can think about this from the, uh, the stages of reading development um, or even, you know, let's let's go with the ages. Yeah, still stage three. You know, we're going to break this down into two categories because it is, can be and it should be broken down into two categories. And so let's say category A is going to be from the ages of 9 to 13 and category B from 13 to 15. And so our 9 to 13 are going to be our okay people and our, um, you know, seekers or our why people are going to be our 13 to 15. Think about a child. Let's think about a, a, a child between the ages of 9 and 13. I'm, I'm sure when you, you had a child, I mean, when they were young, they said, why, 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 all the time. But that's not what I mean. When I say a seeker, yes, when you have a child who's between the ages of nine and 13, you can give them instruction, you can tell them things and they accept it. It's like, okay, oh, that's what you do. Oh, that's why that happened. Okay. Okay. But when we talk about stage B, this 13 to 15, 
it's a little bit different. They're, they're starting to work up courage, yes? And you in this stage three, let's say stage three B, you're working up courage to use the language a little bit more on your own initiative. You start to look outside of whatever this context is or whatever this compartmentalized world or whatever this event horizon is, you like, you, you start to say, well, wait a minute. Okay. Well, yeah, we have the sun, you know, and there's some planets, you know, but what are those other dots out there? You know, let me, let me check this thing out. You know, you, you start to look out and at, and that's the ages this 13 to 15 where, you know, a child starts to go outside the family, you know, they, they want to hang out with their friends, uh, more independently. If we think about them and their um, psychological development and same deal as a reader in stage three, you know, you're going to be looking out for more information because I, I mean, and a question that I actually should have said earlier, um, but you know, let's, let's not, you know, um, avoid mistakes. Let's, let's fix them while we can, you know, as soon as possible. I mean, because when we think about the language, well, let me ask you a question. Are you learning to read? Or are you reading to learn? Now, I imagine you are reading to learn if you listen to a podcast because the level on which you need to be to understand this. I mean, yes, I'm using vocabulary. Uh, I'm explaining that vocabulary to you. Um, but you need to have some level of English to be listening to this podcast. But you're seeking information. Yes? And you're seeking it outside of wherever you were before you got to me. And at some point... I'm going to have, I'm going to, to fulfill my usefulness to you at some point, you know, you're going to hear everything that I have to say and say, you know what? I need to go a little bit deeper. I need to go somewhere else. Or maybe you've gotten what you need from this podcast after this episode and you don't need to listen anymore and that's okay, but that's the normal progress of any learner in any area, in any context. And if I, as an educator, don't accept the fact that at some point the information that I'm giving is not going to be enough and then you're going to need to move on to find someone who can give you more information, a better information, or you're going to have to start looking up uh, or figuring out the language on your own because you've gone through every single grammatical element there is in a language, you've analyzed it, and you have lived in a native English-speaking country and immersed yourself in a language so much so that you're like, you know what, wait a minute, that dude Dom was wrong about this one thing. I found this. I've, I've had that. I've, I've created language documents and taught clients to, to such a depth that they said, hey, but what about this? What, what can we? And they, they, oh, there you go. That's my, my seekers, you know, and they asked some questions and they said some things and I may have had to change a document or reword something or add a piece of information, you know, because it was quality information. I am not done growing. I haven't, I understand that I live in an observable universe. I understand that I have an observable universe as there is to this language. And, you know, I'm still, for example, um, with my pronouns document, you know, there's some information from Chris Voss. Chris Voss was... Um, the lead uh, uh, hostage negotiator for the entire FBI. I mean, he of the 10,000 FBI agents, I mean, he was the top dog. I mean, he was number one. And and reading his book, uh, or rather listening to it on audiobook, uh, I like to listen to books as opposed to reading them. Um, when I'm creating lessons um, with some content from a book, I prefer to have the physical book. 
But listening to Chris Voss and when he talked about pronouns, um, I said, wait a minute, he's right about this. And so I had to, you know, add that information because from the business perspective, I knew my client would want to know and understand the more value to be had um, in pronoun usage as it relates to business, because that directly affects business. I mean, I teach people how to language feels and then... If there's something uh, to be learned or to grow, I mean, I must also be open to learning and growing, um, you know, and I may have more value to give, you know, five years from now. And I, I hopefully I do if I live to make it that long, you know, God willing, um, you know, but they we, we must see and be open to the idea that there is a, an event horizon. There is an observable universe. And for you to say that in business, I mean, there's no event horizon. Well, yeah, there is. I mean, we didn't have the internet, you know, now what's the big talk? The big talk, we're talking cryptocurrency, NFTs and blockchain, you know, and maybe you don't know what any of that is. That's okay. That just means you're in that stage zero. Um, but maybe you know everything there is. Not only do you know it, you're actually developing some new solutions, some new process, something that's going to rock the world, you know, in the in the world of crypto, uh, NFTs, uh, and blockchain. And maybe there's something else that I haven't even mentioned. And you're like, oh, he doesn't even know about that. That's right, because that tells you where I am in my stage of development in this area. Um, I'm okay with you hearing that mistake. I don't, I don't claim to be a, a cryptocurrency expert. You know, I chose not to touch it. You know, I, I, I couldn't, you know, accept that risk. I, I didn't want to get into that. So when, you know, it was zero, you know, in stage zero, uh, I said, hey, yeah, I, I dabbled a little bit. I, I, you know, looked into it, but uh, I chose to invest in my company and spend my, my money in other places. And that's why I have my podcast um, as opposed to sitting on 220,000 zlotties, you know, uh, from some Bitcoin. Um, but these are the mistakes or choices that we make, and there are more opportunities before us. And so let's not be worried about that. Also, and if we get back to topic, stage 3A, our listeners are okay people, and stage B, our seekers, our why people who look outside, people who work up the courage for things, and say in this, you know, our, our okay people or our listeners, if we talk about speaking in the language, um, and our seekers are our why people, well, let me ask you a question. Are you uh, the last to speak? Do you have to work up the courage to speak? You know, you could be the last to speak. One example from Simon Sinek, he told a story about Nelson Mandela, and you, you can feel how you want about Nelson Mandela, but if we take a, a democratic perspective, there was a study done of great leaders around the world and bar none the perspective of of many intelligent individuals they they see nelson mandela as a great leader someone asked nelson mandela why does he think he uh, i don't i don't i don't know if i'm messing up the story or not again this is secondhand information from simon Sinek. i didn't hear this from nelson mandela, nelson mandela myself uh it was something to the effect of what makes him a great leader or, or you know how does he do what he does and he said one, he said he, he learned from his father because his father was like a, a tribal chief. Uh, one, you always sit in a circle. Two, be the last to speak. But let me ask you a question. Well, why are you the last to speak? Are you last to speak because you're working up the confidence to speak? Are you the last to speak because you want to listen to everyone else, get all the information, make them feel heard. And then once you have all the information, then you speak. 
It's a very big distinction. So uh, that's a distinction that you should make for yourself uh, when in business and in in language, um, because I mean, one, it's going to make you be perceived better as others because you're giving up the talk time, which most people don't want to give up. You're being considerate of that uh, and you're being an attentive listener because you're just waiting so you can ask your questions or, or give your input. Um, and then being the last to speak, it also gives you a bit of presence, gives you a bit of power. It's like, okay. And then you get to end that meeting or that session, that conversation, um, debate, whatever it is that we're talking about. So you have a choice to make, my friends. Do you take a back seat? Do you be one of the, the, the okay people, the, the stage three airs? Or do you start expanding and searching externally for more information? And I understand the problem. I understand that you're going to say that, that you're afraid, you know, and it's, it's the fear that you have to overcome and, and, and fear defeats people. Tony Robbins says this. Most people are, people are motivated by three things, pain, pleasure, and fear. I'm a person who's, who's motivated by fear. You know, I'm afraid to fail. Uh, I refuse to fail. I'm going to make every podcast that I have to. I'm going to add more vocabulary. I'm going to keep going and going and going and innovating in, in my area uh, until enough people have heard it, enough people have shared it, that I can maintain the lifestyle that, that I deem acceptable for myself. And that's a choice you have to make for yourself as well in business and personal development and in the language. Um, but as we talk about comprehension and application skills, when we go through stage zero, stage one, stage two, and stage three, which is all, which is the majority of, of comprehension and again, a little bit of, of application skills. And that's, that's okay. Um, but remember that language is a wave, you know, it's not a straight line. It's not a, a, a compartmentalized box. It doesn't mean that oh, if you don't, you have some skills here, but not here and there. It's, 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 you have to average it. Well, I had a former client where if you talk to him about war games, he was into video games with war strategy. We could talk all day about war games. But if you asked him to, to talk about cooking a meal, he had nothing for you. But don't let your fear defeat you. You know, we have evolved as individuals to go through this process. So accept it, get in line with it and use it to your advantage. See this in others. Again, Who's, who's learning, who's learning across the board, these notches that they have and so on. So we're going to move on to get a little bit deeper into the application skills. So we're going to get to part three. So if you want to take a break, now's the time. Otherwise, here we go. So, and let's, you know, recap a little bit. And so, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, that we have these three stages, the stage of understanding information of systematizing and then expand if we keep with that our stage four is going to be our systemizing stage and so i have three points i want to make for our systemization of of our application skills uh, before we get to an expanding point and so what is that well in that it's this, this the area where we compartmentalize we start putting information in in boxes this is where I was saying, well, do they have these wins? Do they have these notches? And the good thing for you guys to understand is that this is for your number twos. Your 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 minus ones are going to come a little bit later. Um, and so right now we're going to talk about your your minus two. And if you don't understand what a minus one and a minus two, we have a CEO. Don't say CO. That's a very common mistake in in 
Polish English, CO is commanding officer, and that's for the military. You don't mean that. You want to say CEO, not CO. But this stage is going to be for our minus twos. I mean, we, this is how we're going to recognize them because they put information into boxes. They, they compartmentalize. And one of my professors actually used to say that a lot to me, and I, and I hadn't understood it. I, I thought he was nuts, you know. Uh, one of my professors in university, I did a business minor, so it's not, I mean, business minor man, in management, it's, it's, you know, not, it's not very deep. So I'm not going to claim to be some business guru. I mean, I'm a teacher. But he, he would say to me, you know, what did he say to class? He said, business is, is, is a bunch of boxes. Business is a bunch of boxes. And your job and business is to open this big ass business box. And when you open that business box, you're going to compartmentalize and see that there's an HR, IT, so on and so on and so on. The problem is that in your specific area, there are going to be some boxes that you don't see. Your job is to figure out how to see them. The problem is once you open that box, which you hadn't seen, then there are going to be some more boxes that you see, which are going to be obvious to you. But there are again going to be more boxes inside that box that you won't see. And again, your job is to then figure that out because that is going to be a risk. That's going to be a threat. That's going to be a danger. And our minus twos are going to be fitting right into this 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 area of of development in business uh, because they are good at what they do but still they are not masters of of their realm you know they're they're very good uh maybe in this compartmentalized zone so maybe in the area of these birds as we referred to er earlier or birds in the northern hemisphere or western hemisphere or whatever we decide or however we decide to compartmentalize it, they're still not the masters uh, of all of this. They're, they're still gaining information. And again, again, that's okay. Don't worry about that. It's a part of the journey. And in that journey for truth, we must figure out what we don't know and uh, just be honest and know that you don't know everything. Know that you need to know what you don't know because how can you be what you need to be uh, if you're not well-educated, if you are not learned, yes, or if you're not a knower, and knower is not a real word, technically it is, but if you look it up in a dictionary, you won't find that, but that's the beauty of the English language, it allows you to create words, for example, we have Kafka, and there's the word Kafka-esque, which basically means that something is like Kafka, and if you know Kafka, it's very dark situations from which there's no escape, his books like The the Trial and Metamorphosis and, and so on, a uh, number of stories, very, very, very dark. And if someone writes a story that's very, very dark from which there's no escape, we would call that Kafka-esque. But we can also, also say that something is Google-esque. We can say it's America-esque. Um, we're just simply put adding a suffix to create the word. So if you add that esque, maybe your wife's name is Marta and you're talking to your best friend and he says, dude, you're, you're acting so Marta-esque right now. Yes, in English, that would be 100% normal for a person to do that. Uh, but that's the liberties you can take with the language, you know. And in that compartmentalizing of uh, stage four, you want to be a knower. Yes, uh, and it's me being taking liberties with the language. Uh, and don't be worried about what you don't know. 
but again, in this stage, which is this stage between, uh, if we're talking about the reading development, would be between 15 and 17, you're deciding on who you want to be and, and, and who you are. You're taking ownership. You're figuring out your ethics, your mission, your, your credo in this area. You know, maybe in language, we're talking about, you know, which types of words you want to use or how consequent you want to be with certain grammatical elements, you know, which language assets you want to have and which language assets you don't want to have. But you're starting to define who you are and, and I want to welcome you to your standard. I want to welcome you into you defining who you are. And so let's say that. Let's relate that to business, you know, and this person in business. Do they know who they are? Or are they still trying to figure it out? We have people who have potential and people who show some promise, but they just don't know who they are yet. They're still trying to figure that out. We have some people who travel the world. We have people who get to decide uh, who you want to be in life. And if you don't decide that until later, that's that's okay. If you decide sooner, that's okay. Uh, but if you don't know, don't be upset about that. Just enjoy the process, the journey of growing and developing as an individual. I want to give you a little bit of a warning and also uh, on, a, on a positive note, a negative note in this stage of you defining who you are. You know, some people are not going to like you yes? and some people are going to fall in love with you. It's, it's, it's a double edged sword and a double edged sword is a positive side, um, but also a negative side. And so we have some bosses and yet they have these standards. I love Chef Ramsey. I, I love him for his standards. He, he is standards. He said, your food, my standards, your food, my standards. And so I identify with him. Uh, I want you to develop your personality in the language, but I want you to control the narrative. I want you to understand the feeling of the language. I want you to get the value you need from this because ultimately this is going to affect your life, not mine. And I'm just trying to help you along your journey to achieve your goals. And in that, some people are not going to like my podcast, for example. Some people have started podcasts and then not listened. I see the analytics and you can see who's listened to which podcast, not who's listened to which podcast, but how many times each podcast has been listened to. And some of my podcasts are more popular than others. That's okay. You can see a wave coming in. I can see more and more people listening to episode one, not overall, but that they're listening to episode one and then they're going to the business superpower. Those just getting higher numbers than, for example, why Poland uh, or the one for Victoria's Secret. And that's okay. It just tells me what kind of content I need to pump out. And to pump out means to to work and create uh, as well. Um, you know, it tells me which type of content I need to create and it gives information. And so uh, you deciding on who you want to be in a language, you deciding who you want to be in your personal development and in business some people are going to like you for that and some people are not. Maybe you like to jump out of planes and that's your personal development, but this person has a fear of heights, they think you're nuts. And you think they're nuts for not doing it. And if you've never jumped out of a plane, I've only done it once. I mean, it is there is something about life that you don't understand until you until you truly feel gravity. She holds on to your soul. I don't want to digress and digress means to get off topic and go down a different direction, but there is something powerful in gravity. So let's get to stage five. So stage five, we're expanding, right? We're taking this to the next level or we're getting ready to. And so stage five, this is the beginning of that self-actualization. And this is that point where in English we would say lead, follow, or get out of the way. Lead, follow, or get out of the way, Mr. 
minus one or misses minus one, this is that point where we start getting some real power in who we are and we get to decide, you know, because this is that part where I said in the beginning of the podcast that are you a connoisseur or an innovator? Because maybe you want to be the person who has all the information about everything that is out there on the market in this area or in this context. And so you want to be this connoisseur. You want to know everything about the wines, but you don't want to make wine. I know what I know about the language. I won't say that I know everything about the language because as, a, as, a, as an educator, I know that I can, I can never know because, again, we live in a, an observable universe and we can't know what we don't know. But our job is to open up those boxes and be open to the idea that those boxes exist. And, and that self-actualization and me defining my standards of, of who I am and how I'm going to be, that is something that I've accepted. And I imagine that for you and your area where you are and what you do, you've created some standards and you're either a leader and you're a, a follower or you're an innovator and you want people to get out of your way. And these are going to be your minus ones. And you have those business eyes, the business eyes that I talked about in, in the, the podcast episode on your business superpower. You have these eyes to see what's the problem. You see the problem. I asked you in one podcast. No, actually, I think I said to, in the, this was in Why Poland podcast. I asked the question, what do you hate? What do you hate? Because that's opportunity. And if you hate this thing, you must know something about it enough to know that you dislike it and there's a better option out there. You must be informed to some degree to know that there's a certain amount of information that you've consumed that you understand and that there's something that, that, that can be better. But maybe you want to be this connoisseur and not this innovator in this area. But let's say that you do want to be, a, be the innovator and, and you, my friend, are the alpha. You are the alpha you are the leader, you are the guru, you are the person to whom we look up to in this specific area. And maybe you're that person in your family, maybe you're that person in your department, maybe you're the per that person in the, uh, the entire company, who knows, but you're a leader in some area. And I don't know if that's among your friends, but they look to you, there's some people who look to you for guidance in, in, in some respect because you've set this standard, you've reached that self-actualization and you know that something can be better and you look for the real solution. You don't come to people with problems. You come to them with solutions. It's a very important distinction to make. And we know that. Don't come to me with problems. Come to me with solutions. It's better off for you. And that shows that you deserve to be a minus one. When you say, hey, I found this problem. And not only did I find this problem, I did the research and this is going to be the solution. If you want to be ballsy and ballsy means to have um, to be brave and, and, and show that you are, are, are ready or, you know, in the process of being ready to be an alpha or the, the, the top dog in, in the company, you could say, hey, I found this problem. I also figured out the solution. I mean, if you want me to get that solution to you, this is what I'm going to need. I don't know what type of work you do or in what area or if that's something that's as possible or and or ethical. I don't know what that is for you, but maybe what you do is some type of consultancy, some area and your means of getting clients is, is going to them and say, hey, I found this problem. Not only did I find this problem, I know what the solution to it is. Uh, I would like to sit down and have a discussion with you and maybe we can see if we can cooperate or collaborate on this um, so that I can help you meet your needs. 
Um, that may be the case. Um, fun fact, what I've learned, uh, a little bit of a digression, a little bit of some business uh, value, what I've learned is that every alpha is also a beta. Yes. And so when we say alpha, we think number one. And when we say beta, we think number two. Um, but every alpha is a beta in some respect. You know, we all have something that we pray to. I don't know what that is. Maybe you pray to cryptocurrency, you know, you, you pray to God. And so if you are an alpha, yes, well, are you an alpha if you stand in front of Jesus or, or whatever God you serve, you know, even if that's cryptocurrency, you know, maybe you have a drug addiction. And so any alpha is going to be considered a beta to, to their drug addiction, you know, because that drug addiction, that addiction to money, that addiction to, to whatever this thing is, comic books, let's say. Um, and that, that's the true alpha in your world. It's just when we compartmentalize and we think in business, we see that person as an alpha, but that person has a family. You know, that person has a wife, a husband, a child, you know, a, a TV series that they love to watch or a football games that they love to to be at or, you know, something that they, they must collect because they've been collecting this thing for so long. Um, I don't know, but but every alpha is a beta in some way. And I would highly encourage you that when you start thinking about this, when you start looking at these people, um, and even if they are an alpha, and that's going to show them that you have this potential, that you are a number, uh, uh, a minus one in this respect, uh, because you had the, the the fortitude, you had the the foresight, you had the the resolve to seek information outside, aka coming to me uh, from whatever your compartmentalized world was before you met me or you got in contact with me or you stumbled across my podcast. Uh, to stumble across is um, means that you maybe you weren't actually looking forward and someone said, hey, I found this really cool podcast or maybe you would just you click discover on Spotify and you found this, um, you just stumbled upon it. it. You weren't looking for it. It just happened. Um, but you, you got to this information, uh, which means that you must have gone outside some box, um, to get this information. Um, and in that, now that you're coming back to your company and you say, Hey, I know you're into this thing. That's this thing. That's actually the true alpha in you. And I want to know how I can get this to you or be a value to you or do something for you. And now you're facilitating being a partner with this person to this alpha that they serve. But there's also a problem that comes with this. There's a double-edged sword in this. And that double-edged sword is going to be that you, you're going to be successful. But it's the question of at what cost? This podcast, you know, where I'm at at this moment of this recording, and this doesn't include the editing, it's 40 minutes past midnight. I have a family. Uh, I needed to kick my dog out of the room because he was sleeping and he was snoring and I couldn't have that sound on the podcast. That's a cost. That's a sacrifice that I'm making because in this alpha world or alpha stage that I am in, in this teaching and education and all that good jazz, it comes at a cost. And yours is going to come at a cost in the language and your personal development and in business. I mean, you're going to be successful if you don't give up. I'm starting to get some people in. I, I have plenty of spots uh, available for, for new clients. So if you're interested in that, I would highly encourage you to get over here and, and get on this. Have the class. We're having classes online, of course. Um, get to the website and, and choose your type of growth. That said, 
you know who you are. You know what you're doing and you know it's only a matter of time before you go deeper into to whatever area or whatever context or whatever type of, of growth and development that you want. It's only a matter of time and you know because you're hungry and you're tired and you're angry and you're upset uh, and you're enthusiastic and you're optimistic and all that good jazz and nothing can break you. Yes, the, 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 those people who just don't give up. Those people are the ones who make it. It's only a question of how much it costs, and that's your double-edged sword. So hopefully, friends, you'll be able to stop once it's time to. I actually have a podcast on that coming up at some point in the future, deciding on on who you are and, and what you are and when you're going to stop. And I'm going to go through section four, part four of the podcast, uh, just as a bit of a, a wrap up to tell you what I've told you and how you can see these aspects and others. And so ask yourself the question, where are you? Where are you in your journey? What are, where, where are you? Are you still consuming? Are you consuming across the board? Are you, have you gotten your wins yet? And you know that if you're consuming this information, you're not ready to lead and accept that fact and enjoy your journey you also have to ask yourself, do, well, do you want to grow? I mean, do you, do you want to get that kind of growth? And do they want to get that kind of growth? Because it's a very important part of any journey and in, in any type of development. And also just keep in mind that, that if you do want to grow and you do make those mistakes, don't worry. Because the people around you, they want to see you make mistakes. They want to see you try. They love it. They love it. I mean, I, I there was, you know, one gentleman who has been very supportive of me. You know, I mean, he's, he's not a client anymore and hasn't been in a long time. I'm still in communication with him and he's a great guy and he, he always says the same thing. You know, and I've come to him with some pretty stupid fucking ideas. But he saw that I was in this testing stage and I allowed him to see my idiocy, you know, and that's stupidity, yes? And he would always say the same thing. He would say, keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking. But it wasn't condescending, which means that it, it's like dismissive and makes you feel bad. It was just real information. No, no, no. This one, this wasn't the idea. But keep thinking. Come to me with your next one and we'll see what that one's worth. They love you for it. And, and there was, you know, one individual, you know, in this environment and, and everyone around us saw this dude's potential. Everyone would say, oh, this has so much potential, has so much potential, has so much potential. And I don't know what he has done or if he's fulfilled that potential or not, but his journey is not done and it's not my place to judge his journey. That's, that's for him and, and his alone. But I'm only speaking of this to give you the information that, that there are individuals who are above us who see us and see our potential. There are people around us who see us and see our potential. And they, they fall in love with it and they support it. They, they, they root for us. Even if they know we make mistakes, they say, keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking. And you need to think about that for yourself as well. And if you make mistakes, figure it out and keep going. Get that growth across those multiple stages. And if you see them getting that growth, understand that, recognize it. If you want to help with that, cool. If not, that's okay too. Your journey is yours and yours alone. And you get to make the decisions and control that narrative. Also, so moving forward, stage four, ask the question, can we depend on this person? If we can depend on this person, well, you, you're minimally minus two, if not minus one. But well, let's ask, ask a different question. Are we threatened by this person? That's another way you can identify it. If this person is, is threatening, say you're senior VP and this one is this other guy's junior VP or this woman's junior VP and you're senior VP. 
Are you threatened by that person? That's because you feel that person's potential. You feel that person's promise. I'm not going to speak to or give you advice about what you should and shouldn't do with, with individuals that you feel threatened by. That's, that's you and your journey. But it is a way to recognize that if you're challenged by them, that means that they have something that you don't. It only serves you to acknowledge that. And then if we go to stage five, asking the question, well, I mean, we, we said connoisseur versus not, but let's go. Do they challenge? Do they challenge the system? Do they ask the question of, of, of can we do this better? Not even can we. How do we do this better? How do we do this? How do we change this? How do we grow? How do you change? How do you grow? How do you better yourself in the language, in your ability to read, your ability to grow, your ability to function as a business professional with others, knowing that you that the, that the world is limited, that there's an event horizon, and that we have an observable universe in which we live, and it is impossible to know what you don't know. And so if you know nothing else, know that you don't know it all. I know that I don't know it all. But also, let's remember these people that we may feel threatened by. Yeah, as Simon Sinek said this, they must want to lead. Obviously, I'm here. It's, it's you know, uh, well after midnight. I'm making this podcast. I, I obviously want to be an influencer. I want to give information. I, I, I want to do this. And you have to want it. This person that you may be threatened by or this person that uh, you may see potential, this person that you may want to make a minus one or a CEO or whatever the case may be, I don't know, team leader, manager, whatever perspective you're on or, you know, the person that you want to run your lemonade stand, you know, because maybe one person who's listened to this is a 18 year old and he's trying to make some money, uh, not during COVID times right now, because I don't think that's a cool uh, idea, but they must want to be a leader. So I'm going to close with that, my friends. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for the support. I want to thank you for the motivation because I really needed it to get this podcast out. I, I didn't want to not meet my deadline on this one again. Uh, the plan is to definitely get the next podcast going tomorrow. I have plenty of ideas for that. Hopefully, though, this one, the next one won't be as long because it is a bit time consuming and I'm trying to keep it all together. But your support, your listens, you know, the, the, the analytics on Spotify definitely keep me motivated seeing you guys listening in different countries it feels like this is a community and it feels great it feels like I have a purpose in life it feels like I'm reaching that self-actualization that makes you want to keep going so I want to say thank you for today I want to say thank you for yesterday I want to say thank you for last week last month everything in the past everything that's now everything in the future and until the next one friends thank you for today <laughs>